Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. One of our holiday serve opportunities, we would encourage you to do that today. You saw just a little snippet of kind of what goes on if you volunteer for Operation Christmas Child. That is coming up this Thursday, and so go ahead and get signed up for that today if you want to be a part. Join those that have already joined that team that are going to travel to the Dallas area and serve in that way. Or if you want to be a part of the Christmas outreach Uh, in our community specifically, we would encourage you to do that. Or if you want to give toward that or items and things like that that we're going to be giving away just to be a blessing in our community for those that may be in need this holiday season, uh, we encourage you to do that as well. So I'm going to jump into uh, the last part of our series that we've called Finish Strong. Finish Strong. And I believe that uh, about a month or a month or two ago, the Lord was just kind of I was asking the Lord, really, where do we where do we go from here? How do you want to end this year as we kind of walk into a new year? And this idea, I feel like the Holy Spirit just put this idea in my heart and started giving me uh, some some messages to to go with it that we are called to finish strong. That He doesn't desire for us to limp into 2021. It is not God's desire for anybody sitting in this room or anybody watching online today for you to just struggle to get into 2021 limp into 2021 you know go in just weary and discouraged and that's not the heart of God he wants us to finish this year strong and walk into a new year with the confidence and strength that only he can provide amen and so I encourage you to go back and check out uh, the first two parts of this series but today uh, I want to talk to you on this title I've titled the message press on press on look at your neighbor tell them you can press on you can press on and we're going to start we're going to be in quite a bit of scripture today but uh, I want to start in Philippians chapter 3 because Paul he uses this terminology as he's writing in Philippians chapter 3 and we know that uh, even in Philippians chapter 4 he's talking about strength and we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a moment and how he can do all things but in Philippians chapter 3 In verse 12, this is what he says. He says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, right? He's encouraging. And he says, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you that I'm already there. I'm not telling you that I've got it all figured out. I'm not telling you that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which, for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let us all, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we have already Made And one thing I love about this passage of scripture is it reminds us uh, even just this simple word progress that was our word for 2020. And if we were to go back and look at this year, for many of us, we would think, wow, what progress was actually made? If we look in the physical, it could be hard for us to see progress because in many ways, right, in many ways, not in, not in spiritual ways, but in many ways, physically, it seems like we've gone backwards. 
it may seem like in your life you've gone backward. Maybe you had to transfer to another position and it seemed like you went backward. Maybe you've been struggling throughout this year and it seems like your marriage has gone backward. Maybe, maybe you were looking around at all the plans you had for 2020 and it seems like you've actually gone backward. But I believe with all my heart that in this year God has been progressing those that want to be progressing. In our spirits, in our lives, if we want to move forward, God has been moving us forward and he's been showing us things and teaching us things that progress has happened. But today I want to talk to you about this idea of pressing on and how we can press on as we end this year and walk into 2021. And when Paul was writing this, it's interesting to me that he's telling us he hasn't arrived yet, but that he's continuing to press on. And if you look at Paul's situation and his circumstance when he was writing this book or this letter, uh, it, it, basically I see Paul and he's saying, you know what, in the midst of persecution, I press on. In the midst of maybe some discouragement, some difficulty, I press on. When, when it may seem like the road is hard, I press on. When I'm not sure what tomorrow looks like, I still press on. I still press on, and I feel like God is calling us as we end this year to press on. God is speaking to us and encouraging us to press on. In the midst of difficulty, we can press on. In the midst of what may seem like not enough, we can press on. When we aren't quite sure what tomorrow looks like, we can press on. When we don't quite understand everything, we can press on. And so for the remainder of our time today, I want to give you four ways that I believe we can press on. And this is not the end all, and, and this may seem, some of this may seem super simple, but I want to pull some things out of different passages in the Bible and different individuals and how they pressed on and what it may look like for you to press on as we end this year. Here's point number one, if you're taking notes. We press on through prayer. We press on through prayer. Acts chapter 4, I want you to look at this with me, and starting in verse 23. It says, as soon as they were freed... Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Prior to these verses, says Peter and John, if you caught it at the beginning, as they were freed, as soon as they were freed, they went back to the other believers. If you read this, you see that Peter and John were actually in prison they were actually standing before leadership in that time, right? The religious leaders. And they were basically told, don't, they were threatened, 
don't use the name of Jesus anymore. Go back, like we're going to let you go. Somebody has convinced us to let you go, and we're going to let you go, but here's what we're telling you. Don't use the name of Jesus. Don't preach in the name of Jesus. Quit using the name of Jesus. And in the midst of persecution, in the midst of being threatened, in the midst of not being really allowed, if you want to say, to speak the name of Jesus, I love what their response was. I don't know if you caught their response. As they were, as soon as they were freed, Peter and John, they go back to the other believers and they gather together. And it says that when they, got, when they heard the report of what had happened to Peter and John, they all gathered together and they began to complain and murmur and talk about the situation and discuss the situation. Some of you are shaking your head no and some of you are like, huh? It says their response when Peter and John came back and said, here's what happened to us. You know what they said? Let us pray. What were they praying for? (laughs) Boldness and courage, miraculous signs. In other words, we're praying for the strength and the courage and the boldness to continue to do what we know we're supposed to do in the midst of those telling us we can't do it, we don't need to do it, we're being thrown in prison, right? It may not look like what we thought it was going to look like. Oh, this must have been what Jesus was talking about when he said there was going to be persecution, when he said there was going to be trials, when he said that it was going to be difficult at times, but take heart because I've already overcome. This must have been what we were, to- what we were being told. And whenever they get out and they're freed, the first thing they do is they tell the other believers, this is what just happened, this is what was just said. They said, wow, we need to pray. They knew that the only way that we can press on is through prayer, not through complaining, not through chaos, not through worry. Not through confusion, but we need, in light of what they have just told us, we need to pray. And it says that they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and what did they do? They began to move forward and press on, and they preached the Word of God with boldness and courage. They continued to press on. I feel like I came to tell somebody today that all hope is not lost, and that this is not the end, that you can press on. That you can press on in the midst of anything through prayer. Don't give up. Pray for boldness. Don't give in. Pray for courage. Don't get discouraged. Pray for God to encourage you. Pray for him to give you everything you need to continue to press on in every season. And to do what it is that he wants you to do. What his purpose is. Press on through prayer. And I think it's encouraging for us today to know that when, when the disciples were facing imprisonment and they were facing trials and they were facing persecution and they were facing threats from leadership, religious leaders of their time, that their initial response was, you know what we need? We need to press on through prayer. We need to pray. We need to pray that we have the strength. We need to pray that we have the courage. We need to pray that we have the boldness. Here's number two. We press on with what you have. Press on with what you have. In Exodus chapter 4, if you read the book of Exodus and kind of how it starts where God is having a conversation with Moses and he's telling him, I'm calling you to go set my people free. 
and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and you are the one that I want to be my spokesperson and I want you to go and you're going to deliver my people and you're going to do it through my power. And Moses kept coming up with excuses. Anybody have excuses? Moses kept coming up with reasons as to why I don't speak well. I don't know if they're going to believe me. I don't, what, like, how are they going to know that it's you? And I love in Exodus chapter 4 at the very beginning of this chapter, it says, but Moses protested again. What if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? And then here's, here's the Lord's response. The, then the Lord asked him a question. What is in your hand? How are they going to know that it was you that sent me? And God says to Moses, he says, what is in your hand? What is that? And then we see really this miraculous sign. A shepherd's staff, Moses replied, and he says, throw it on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. I mean, you know, I would have jumped back too, right? I just don't do snakes. If I throw a stick down and it turns into a snake, we got problems, right? It better be the Lord. But then the next instruction, then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. How many of you know you don't do that? Can you imagine being Moses? Reach down and grab that snake's tail. You know, I'm, I might need to pray about that overnight. I might need to sleep on that to make sure that's the Lord that's telling me to do that. He reaches down and, and the Bible says that Moses reached out and he grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff. In his hand, and Moses is basically telling the Lord all of these reasons. He says, I can't, I can't do this. What they're not gonna believe me, they're not gonna know. How are they gonna know? And God says, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna use what you have. I'm gonna use what you have. Well, I'm out here in the wilderness and in this season, and I don't anybody ever felt like you're in a wilderness season. Maybe you felt that way here here lately. And I don't think wilderness seasons are really all that bad. I think that God uses wilderness seasons a lot of times to draw us away from things that we have began to lean into. So that we can draw close to him and realize that he's the one that we actually need to be leaning into. So Moses is out in this wilderness in this season. And God comes to him in this burning bush. And he's like telling him all of this instruction. This is how I'm going to use you. And Moses is saying, I can't do it. What if they don't believe me? I don't speak well. He's got all of the excuses. You just need to pick somebody else. And God says, you know what I'm going to do? If you'll just allow me to use what you have in your hand, I will use what you have in your hand to do miraculous signs and to deliver my people. All I need is what's in your hand. He says, what, what do you have? Instead of telling me everything that you don't have, what if you offered me what you do have? Instead of telling me how it's not going to work out, what if you just offered me what you do have and allowed me to use what you do have so that you could press on with what you do have? I wonder if there are some of us in the room today or maybe watching online who are worried that we don't have what it takes to press on as a believer. And we feel discouraged. And right now in this moment, you're talking about, we're talking about pressing on and it's like, I don't even, I don't even know that I can press on. Some of us are sitting in this room and we don't even feel like pressing on. We're about this close to throwing in the towel, to just giving up. And I came to tell somebody today that you can press on, but it doesn't, it's not about you striving to press on. We already talked about you press on through prayer. When they were facing persecution, the early church, they gathered together and they prayed. We need to pray. There is prayer. People are opposing what we're doing. We need to pray. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit. 
and they prayed and Moses, he, he, he pressed on with what he had. He just took what he had and said, God, okay, if you want to use this, this, this staff that I have that's been my thing out here in the wilderness season, then I guess I'll let you use this. And then we go on and you see that God uses Moses, what Moses had, that same staff to part the Red Sea. He uses that same staff and he says, why are you crying out to me? Why, why, like, tell the people to get moving. I know that they're coming after you. Get moving. I know that the enemy's right behind you. Get moving. Like, hold, like take the staff. I'm going to part the Red Sea. The Red Sea parts. They walk across on dry ground. Then we see that God uses what Moses had, the same staff that he had talked, that he had said, you know, what do you have in your hand? And he gave him all these signs and he delivers his people. And then he uses the same staff to defeat the enemies that were chasing them down. Then he uses what Moses had. Later on, he uses it to bring water from a rock when the people need water. And then when they're fighting a battle against the Amalekites, it's the same staff that as long as his arms are in the air, they win the battle. What is the point? God can take what you have and make it enough. If you are feeling, I don't have, I just... I'm so discouraged in this season. Season, Press on with the courage that you still have. And God can take it and multiply. Well, I just feel like things just are not working out. Well, take what you still have and press on with that and offer that to God and say, you know what? Whatever you need to do with what I have, I'll let you do it so that I can press on and I can move forward. Press on with what you have, with what you do have. We can say it this way that don't focus on what you don't have because God will use what you do have to move you forward. Many times, listen to me, many times we are so focused on what we don't have, what we've lost, what, how we feel like we've taken three steps back. And I believe that God is encouraging us today. Can we just allow the Lord to encourage us today? He's saying, listen, okay, Stop focusing on what you don't have. What do you have? Will you offer up to me what, what you do have so that I can take what you do have and make it more than enough to accomplish my purpose and to move you forward in this season? You feel discouraged? What courage do you have left? God can use that. You feel weary? What strength do you have left? God can use that if you'll just offer it to him. I feel like the Lord is just asking us today, what, what do you have? Not what have you lost, what have you, what have you taken three steps back on, what, what are you discouraged about? Like, what do you have? Just give that to me and let me press on with you with what you have. I can use what you do still have. Press on with what you have. Here's number three. We've got to press on in faith. We press on through prayer, press on with what we have, and we've got to press on in faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting in verse 8, Paul is writing and he says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this 
has resulted in eternal life for you. But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believe in God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit, and as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, and God will receive more and more glory. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Can I just speak truth over you today? I feel like some of us need to even declare this over our own lives because we don't feel like pressing on. We don't feel like we have what it takes to press on. We feel like we've lost too much or we're too exhausted or we're too discouraged. We're too weary. Listen, you may feel pressed on every side by troubles, but you're not crushed. You're not crushed. Come on, somebody, y'all need, y'all need to get up in the morning on Monday morning and look in the mirror and say, I may be pressed on every side by trouble, but I'm not crushed. I may feel perplexed, but I'm not driven to despair. I may feel hunted down, but I'm not abandoned by God. I may feel knocked down, but I'm not destroyed. I can press on in faith. And if we're called to press on in faith, then it begs the question, what is faith? What does faith look like? Well, I want to read you a few verses starting in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. And I find this interesting because Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he says, we don't fix our eyes on the things that we can see, on the troubles that we do see. We fix our eyes on the things that cannot be seen. Well, what is faith? Faith is the evidence of the things that we cannot see. In other words, Paul says, we can't look around us at the trouble that's going on. We have to press on in faith. We have to set our eyes on things that we can't see in the physical. But we know that it's there. We know that God is faithful. We know that he's going to do what he said he would do. We know that he'll always come through. That he never fails. That he never leaves us and forsakes us. We press on in faith. We, we don't look at what we can see. We focus on the things that we cannot see. Our faith in God. Because faith is the evidence of the things that we cannot see. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is what pleases God. Matthew 17, 20. Jesus told them, he said, You don't have enough faith. I tell you the truth, if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. It's faith that can move mountains. Listen to me. It's not us. It's our faith in the right person. It's our faith in the right place that can move mountains. It's our faith in the right person that makes things that makes all things possible. All things are possible with God. It's when we have our when we're pressing on in faith When we are looking at the things that we can't see and not so focused on all of the troubles that we can see around us. We have to press on in faith. 2 Corinthians 5-7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. We don't live by what we can see, we live by faith. Paul is writing, he says, "We, we, 
We walk by faith. We don't walk by what we can see. We don't live by what we can see. If we live by what we can see, then we'll be all over the place. If we live by what we can see, then we'll live in discouragement. If we live by what we can see, we'll live in constant fear. If we live by what we can see, then we won't be heading in the right direction a lot of times because our decisions will be based on what we can see. But Paul says we walk by faith. We press on in faith. We can't even see what's coming next a lot of the times, but we press on in faith. We know that God is faithful, and I love we can even say it this way. In other words, we press on with confident belief in God's promises. I'm moving forward in confident belief in God's promises. That what he said he would do, he will do. That when he said that, that, that he never leaves or forsakes, like, that that's true. I'm confident in that. My faith is in that. My faith is in the fact that God has, that Jesus already overcame the world. I may be walking through something, but he's already overcome the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can press on in faith. And here's number four as the worship team comes back. We press on through prayer. We press on with what we have. We press on in faith. And then the last one is we press on in His strength. We press on in His strength. Listen to me. So many of us are trying to press on in our own strength. We're trying to press on in, in, in our own ability. We're trying to press on in, in mustering up enough strength to try to make it through. I've just got to make it through another day. I've just got to make it through. Listen, we have the ability to lean into God's strength. This is what, this is what Paul said in, in Philippians 4, the, the next chapter after what we read at the very beginning. He says this, and we all probably know this verse. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You mean in the midst of prison, you can, I can do everything through Christ who gives me You mean when you have plenty and you have enough and things seem to be going well? Yes, I can do all things through Christ who gives me You mean that whenever you're, you haven't eaten for three days and you don't know where the next meal is coming from? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You mean in the midst of a pandemic where things are just changing all over the place all the time? I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can press on in His strength. I can press on in the strength that He gives me. That he provides. I can lean into his strength. It's only by the strength that comes from Jesus that we can truly press on and not grow weary. Let me read you a few scriptures and psalms. I love reading in the psalms because there's a lot of encouragement in the psalms. Uh, you can read some of the, there's a lot of ups and downs in the psalms. Someone who is walking through something, but then they flip the script and talk about how God is always faithful even in the midst of it. And this is what it says, Psalm 18.32, God arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect. Psalm 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. In every circumstance, in every pandemic. Come on, I, I think about the word pandemic. A lot of us, we didn't even use the word pandemic before 2020. <laughs> it's like been this, this 
term that's been coined in 2020. Everybody's using the word pandemic. But listen, in every circumstance, in every pandemic, in every difficulty, in every good time, in every hard time, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. I know, listen, I know you don't feel like you have any strength. You're not relying on your strength. I, I, I know, I know that you feel weary. Don't, don't go weary in well-doing. For at the right time, at the proper time, the harvest will come. I, I, I know that there are some of us in this room like you, you, you just don't even feel like it. You don't even feel like it. And I'm telling you, I came here to tell somebody, if it's one person today, you can press on. You can finish strong. You don't have to limp to the end of 2020. Listen, you don't have to limp into 2021. You can, don't, don't wait until the first week of January to get excited about what God is doing in you and through you. There are so many, it's, it's just our tendency as human beings, and I have the same tendency that we're just, just holding on for 20, holding on for the new year, holding on for the new year. Just got to get through, you know, just a few more days, just a few more weeks, just a few more days, just a few more weeks. Just got to get to January 1st, and it's a fresh start, and there is some significance in there being this fresh start and a new calendar, and I get excited about it too, and I'm excited about what God's speaking to our church for this next year and how we're going to look back at everything that he's done in 2020. Believe it or not, he's done quite a bit in 2020 in the midst of what's been going on. But now is the time. Now is the time. And when when I was preparing this message... I just felt like the Lord, He just said, they just need encouragement. They need to know that I have not left and I have not forsaken them, that I am not in survival mode, that they can press on. It may not be easy, but you can press on. When things get rough, when things get hard, you can pray. When they got the report, they said, you know what we need to do? We need to pray. We don't need to complain. We don't need to get worried. We don't need to live in fear, in constant fear. We we need to pray. We need to pray because we're on a mission. God's not done yet. We need boldness. We need courage. We need strength. We need to pray. When Moses had all of the excuses and all of the reasons, I I can't. There's some of us, we just feel like, I just... Listen to me. I feel you. I feel you. Some of you in this room would say 2020 has been the hardest year of my life. (laughs) I may agree with you. Don't look up on this stage and think, well, I don't know how in the world. Pastor Gabe just always got it all together and just always something to share. It just seems like it's always upbeat and 
everything is just coming together and everything's just still moving forward and and it just seems like there's there's not any struggle there's not any trial there's not any tribulation there's not anything that that like he just I, I just don't feel like he no <laughs> but you know what I do know I do know that if I'll offer to God what I do have God it may not seem like much this is what I have I know that we serve a God who can take a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread and says feed 5,000 men and most scholars believe that it was probably around 20,000 people The disciples said, how, how are we going to do this? He said, what do you have? What, what do you have? This is all we have. Jesus said, I can use that. I can do something with that forward with that just discouraged this is all I have God says that's all I'm asking for if you want to finish strong that's all I'm asking for will you just make the decision to press on with what you do have everything I see everything that's going on around me it feels like I've taken 15 steps back this year I lost my job this year things don't look like I thought they would look this year our marriage has been struggling this year good and I know that he's faithful and I know that he has a plan and I've read the end of the book and I'm not a loser I'm a winner <laughs> and so my faith is there my trust is there my hope is there God I have I feel like I've exhausted every bit of strength that I have here's what he would say to you today Press on in my strength. You can move forward. God, I just don't have anything left. God says, I do. And you can do all things through the strength that I provide. You can do all things through me rely on my strength, I can give you the strength. I can give you the strength. We 
you stand to your feet today? I feel like I just came today to end this series and to just encourage somebody. What do you have? What do you have? I don't feel like I have much left. What, what do you have? Holy Spirit, right now, I just thank you. I pray that you would encourage us today. Where the world and the enemy and circumstances may have taken courage out of us may have us in a state of discouragement God today you are you are putting courage inside of us you are putting strength inside of us that you are taking what we do have even if it may be little you can do great things with just a little so today for the person that feels like this is all I have left, God, would you take the little that they have left and make it much? Make it exactly what they need. Multiply it. Use it as we surrender it to you. For the person that doesn't have what seems like any strength left we can tap into your strength we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength so Holy Spirit as we sing this last song and we lift our hands and we lift our voices to you and we declare that you are all that we want Lord would you renew our strength would you encourage us today? Would you remind us that we can press on, that we can, that we can press on through prayer, that we can press on with what we do have, that we can press on in faith and that we can press on in spite of everything that's going on around us, that we can press on in your strength. In Jesus' name we pray.